Hey, everybody. Uh, welcome to the first episode of the podcast. Um, this is probably going to be a multi-part series. Um, as I was preparing for this, I realized there's so much information to cover. And in order to, um, you know, put it together in a timely manner and um, condense it down, it'd be too hard to do in just one uh, episode. So uh, we're going to break it down into multiple parts. Uh, this first part is how to fill your kids' classes. Um, I've been running a school for over 11 years now. Uh, I've learned a lot on what not to do and um, some things that really work for us well. Um, over the years, we've been very diligent to figure out ways to make the kids classes, especially large kids classes uh, manageable, but also enjoy them. But in order to get to large classes, we first have to fill them up. Uh, in my opinion, kids classes are the lifeblood of any academy. And if done right, your academy will thrive for its entire existence. Uh, I think about it like elementary schools. Every year, a new crop of kids are ready to start school, you know, uh, depending on what age you start at. In my school, we started age six. I found that's uh, for us, it's the best time. Now, you may start early. You may even have a younger kids class. You know, I've seen them three to five or four to five year old classes, kind of like a junior's class and then um, staggered up by age. Uh, but for us, uh, we decided we wanted to start kids at age six, about the time that they're typically going into elementary, uh, kindergarten. Um, so I look at it in the same way. If elementary schools are consistently enrolling new uh, kindergartners, in the same way, we are always enrolling new six-year-olds, seven-year-olds, so on, uh, as people move into the area, as um, you know, more kids are being born every year. And unless that stops, we'll never run out of, of new students to fill our classes. But if you don't have ways to manage those kids' classes, none of that's going to matter. Um, so I'm going to start with how to fill those kids' classes. We're going to look at the different ways to market your, your school. And then Possibly in that second part, we'll look at, um, you know, how to manage them, uh, ways that we, you know, the different ways that we've developed to manage them. Uh, so one of the things seems like a, a real obvious thing, uh, which is yard signs. It's really basic. It's tried and true. Um you see them all over the place and you may have seen one for something that you need or wanted and you've taken a picture of the phone number and you called them later. Uh, same, same thing here. Uh, so you could put yard signs at intersections, uh, but they're more likely to get taken up. And that's not to say that you shouldn't, but every week, at least in our area, uh, we're in Grand Prairie, Texas. Uh, in our area, every week, uh, you know, city uh, 
some city official drives by, picks up all yard signs. So you have to constantly replace them. So instead, we started putting them at elementary schools. They're much less likely to get taken up. That is school property. And unless there's somebody at the school that pulls up those yard signs, they'll stay there for a while. So I usually put them uh, towards the entrance of a school, primarily elementary schools. And that doesn't mean that you shouldn't look at uh, middle schools um, and upper grades, but I find that elementary school student, elementary schools are the best places for these types of yard signs. You could also place them at stop signs near or inside of neighborhoods. Once again, those are more likely to get taken up, especially if the neighborhood has an HOA. So find a set of schools in a five to seven mile radius, uh, seven miles max. I try to stay within five miles. You'd be surprised at how many elementary schools are within a five mile radius of your school. If you don't have enough, maybe venture out to seven miles. Above that or beyond that, it's really hard uh, to get people uh, to drive that far, believe it or not. It doesn't seem like a lot, but uh, people typically like to stay really close to their neighborhood, and they usually live nearby the schools that they their kids attend. So what types of yard signs generally work? Um, so we have two different types that we use. Uh, we have more of a funny, creative type, and then we have more of a sense of urgency advertisement uh, yard sign. So for general marketing purposes, and let me back up just a second. When I talk about marketing, marketing is everything that you do, top to bottom, the way that you interact with students, um, advertising, your social media presence, uh, the way that you email, phone call, text, whatever it is, it's all marketing. So general marketing, it's just getting your name out there, uh, school name recognition. So we use some, we try to be a little bit funny and creative with our yard signs. Uh, and uh, I will actually, if you're, if you're viewing this video, uh, you'll be able to see this. If not, I will um, link to it in the show notes. Uh, let's see here. I'm going to share my screen now uh, so that you can see a couple of the different versions of yard signs we use. This is not all of them, but this is some of the ones. Uh, so we have uh, this one right here, which is uh, this boy with his arms crossed and he's got uh, a chalkboard behind him with, with um, like somebody flexing their muscles. And it says, football not, not right for your team, team try 360 jujitsu with our phone number on it. Uh, we have another one here that um, has a split view and it has a boy out on a soccer field and he's yawning and it says old sports got you old sports got you bored. And then in the second frame, discover something new and it has um, two kids um, grappling. Uh, so it's actually um, two girls and one of them is doing like a hip toss to the other. They're both smiling, having a good time. Then it has our logo on it, phone number on how to reach us. That one actually got us a lot 
of calls, believe it or not. Then we have another one here. Uh, as you can see, it has a little boy um, with his, you know, he's he's got his, he's sitting on his bottom. Uh, his arms are crossed, his head's down in his lap. And it just says, jujitsu builds confidence. And again, it has a like a green chalkboard in the back and it has a little arrow pointing to uh, one of our students, actually, that we got permission to use his picture. And he's in his gi, uh, belt tied up, smiling, you know, shoulders back, heads up. And again, it has the the drawn muscles uh, behind him. Uh, call for free intro class. And then there's a couple of other versions down here. Um, I I spoke about the ones that create a sense of urgency. So these are more of like general marketing, just school awareness. And then we have this other one here that is meant to create a sense of urgency. So you may decide to do a, a like an intro class, like a specific class just for new students. Um, you may have, you may integrate kids into your normal classes to, for trial classes. Either way, you can still do this the same way. Um, so you can see there's a blank spot there. So it says kids intro class at the top. Uh, only um, X number of spots available and uh, only uh, blank number of spots left. So it says only blank spots left for, um, we were doing a, a particular time, but you could, I've also used this to where it just says only X number of spots available. So what I'll do is in that blank spot, we will, now this takes some work, but We'll place this at uh, specific targeted schools. So we want to target, you know, X school, Y school, and Z school. And we place these yard signs. And we may even place them throughout, like, um, you know, neighborhoods or at intersections. And we just create almost like a route. And... As these as these classes become, as we start to fill the spots, let's say we're only going to take, you know, 15 new students for this class. And uh, so we put 15 to start or maybe even 10, whatever, you know, whatever you decide. And I'll use a dry erase marker and go out, put the yard signs up. And then as these you know, as we start to fill these spots up for this class on X number of day that it starts, and that's where that second blink is used for, um, we just go by, have a little uh, paper towel, some one of those little spray bottles, change the number. And then every time, every day that those kids, every day that those parents come to drop off or pick up those kids from school, they start to see that number go down. And they say, oh, um, man, other kids are signing up for this. Let me go ahead and, and give them a call before it gets full. And we get, we've gotten a lot from that. And if you do summer, summer school or, uh, I'm sorry, uh, summer camps or after school programs, which we did for a while, uh, I've stopped doing them, uh, but they are very profitable. Uh, if you have the space and the capability and staff uh, to run them so when we were doing after school programs and summer camps we would we could only take so many kids and so we would go and again post these at school uh, whether 
you know, right whenever school's getting to be uh, or about to start in the uh, late summer, early fall, whenever school's starting to get back into session, or for summer camp, you know, a month or two out before summer, whenever parents are all scrambling to put their kids in some summer camp. So again, you can use that same method. So that is uh, yard signs, very effective, um, but you need to stay on top of it, especially the one where you're trying to create a sense of urgency. Public school events, this, you know, you may have heard or have done career days, very, you know, uh, a great way to, again, market your school. You may, you may not get a ton of kids right off the bat, but you're, you are building awareness within your community. And that's the biggest thing. Um, we've even done guest PE teaching uh, several times. And we generally do it on Fridays because we don't have any classes on Friday evenings. We only do them Monday through Thursday and Saturday. And so I would reach out to a PE teacher at, you know, whatever elementary school in the area, maybe one that I want to target and send them an email introduce myself, introduce my school, and then say, I'd be willing to uh, do a, you know, guest PE teaching. Uh, and in these classes, we don't do any partnered exercises. So no real jujitsu is being done, but we do solo exercises that are easy and practical for kids to do that have zero experience so we might do you know different stances we might do sprawls and if mats are available some uh some of these schools have tumbling mats for different things that they do we will drag all those out and show them break falls um, and you know duck walks and bear crawls and sit outs and do all these things and then maybe play a game at the end of the the class PE teachers love it because it gives them a little break and the kids love it because it gives them something different to do um so this is a great way to again introduce yourself to the kids get them familiar with you and start to build relationships with schools that you're going to want to start to partner with on other things down the road especially if you're putting if you're putting signs at their school and they know you, they are much less likely to uh, take your signs down. And in fact, they will often recommend you to parents in the school. Field days. We've set up field days. So a lot of times the field day is handled by the PE teacher. Um, so being able to have that relationship with them, if you've done guest PE teaching before, and being able to do field days, so you'll set up a station, you maybe you'll do a game, or you'll do you'll create some kind of thing that fits in with your martial art, but also um, gives again something else for um, the students at that school to do a little bit out of the ordinary. And again, you're building that um, that awareness with the kids. Uh, school carnivals now that uh, and with all of these things uh, especially these like public school events now that COVID and in a lot of areas has started to um, you know go away some of the restrictions are being dropped people are wanting to get out more and 
these are going to start popping up more and more. So school carnivals, they, you know, the best thing to do is to go to their website, go to their social media page and look at their calendar and see when they're having some kind of uh, event that's open to the, the public in a way. And you can set up a vendor table in a way or participant table. A lot of times they just want like a, a small donation or they just want another um, activity for the kids to do while they're there. And uh, things that you can do is uh, at these kinds of like a school carnival is to, um, you know, if you have some roll-up mats, we'll take a couple of roll-up mats. I'll even take a grappling dummy and I'll also take a prize wheel. So the kids can maybe, you know, for us doing jujitsu, they can practice an arm bar or a, a, a little leg trip and take the, the dummy down or maybe show the show the mount to the arm bar a couple of things that they can do with um the grappling dummy that gives them an idea of what jujitsu is but it's also fun um i've seen karate schools taekwondo schools do like board breaking get those real cheap um you might even have a, a punching bag you know if you're more of a striking school maybe you're an mma school and you don't want to do grappling or even if you are a jiu-jitsu school and you want to do something other than a grappling dummy you can take a you know one of those little wave master type things and let the kids you know see how many punches they can hit in 30 seconds or let them practice a kick or you know a, a, you know push kick something like that we've done those as well we'll take out like the the shields and They'll do a push kick or a, you know, a roundhouse kick, just different things to change up, um, you know, what the kids normally experience at one of these events and then a prize wheel. So, all right, now spin the wheel and there might be a free t-shirt, a free month of class, a free gi, um, a rash guard. Uh, maybe you have a little prize bucket that they can pull something out of. Uh, but you don't carry any of that stock. They win a t-shirt, they win a gi, they win a free month. Obviously, that's one you could give them a certificate. But all of these, they have to come to your school to redeem them. And that's where you can start to capture leads that way. So you might have a little clipboard. You might have more of a digital setup there. Either way, you need some way to capture these uh, different people's information. So the kid comes up, hey, where's your parent? Generally, the parents are kind of walking around with them and the kid's doing it. They're having fun. You're kind of talking with the parent. It's always good to go in pairs, though. So you have two people, uh, max three there so that one person can start to, you know, if you go in threes, one person can kind of pull people in and then one person's helping with whatever activity the kid is doing on the mats, if that's what you choose to do. And then another person is working on the parents to uh, get them to fill out your lead capture form. Two people can do this because the one person that's kind of working on the parents is also trying to, you know, get people to come to your booth or your table. Um, so they spin the wheel they win a prize, they write their name down, you schedule, you have like, um, you know, some kind of event that you're doing, which brings me to my next point, which is internal events. So it's always nice to, if you do a career day, you do a guest PE teaching day, you do a field day or a school carnival, 
to couple those together with maybe your own event, maybe on a Friday or Saturday. It's really nice if you can do these on a Friday. A lot of times these carnivals are on a Saturday. So you can do that Saturday evening or the following week or whatever it is. But if you have your own event that, that's going on, uh, like Nerf Wars, or maybe it's a fall and you got a trunk or treat that you're going to put on. Uh, maybe you're going to do like a Ninja Warrior night. Uh, where you build an obstacle course. And these are pretty easy to do. A lot of times you can get real cheap stuff like PVC pipe and and build some really minor little small obstacles. Um, and you can now couple these together, maybe Nerf wars where kids bring their own Nerf guns and you supply all of the Nerf, uh, Nerf darts. Uh, maybe you're doing a trunk or treat or a parents night out or your own carnival, whatever it is, but it's always good to couple these together. So now they're, now you've got an introduction, you pull them in to your own event where then you can further build a relationship with these people, get the kids comfortable with the academy. Maybe there's just some kind of activity that they're doing on the mat, like the Nerf Wars or the Ninja Warrior thing. Um, and um, it makes it a little bit easier to get them to come in for that. Um, and now, how do you get them to come to those events? How do they know when it is all that? So especially with like a career day or guest PE teaching or field days, we use like a sticker instead of a flyer, we give them a sticker. Um, so depending on where, what area you're at, you're, what area you're in, there is um, a lot of times the, the public schools, especially elementary schools and the middle schools, uh, they'll do like, uh, you know, here that we have like Spring Creek barbecue and uh, there may be another type of uh, food place like that where uh, the kids go and whatever, you know, a, a portion of the proceeds go to the school. So whatever you know, if they come in, they say, I'm with, you know, uh, Dalton Elementary, and they had the little Spring Creek barbecue sticker for, um, you know, the fundraising night. And now some of the money that the family spends goes back to the school. So taking that same idea of the sticker, because the kids will lose a flyer, but a sticker stuck to them. And so we would we would have you know our logo on there our school name and then the date the time the address and a phone number there so that you know parents know this day this time and the kids want to go because they had such a great time at the field day or they had such a great time in the guest PE teaching you made it really fun and engaging for them or the career day they met you oh I want to go to this event tonight at their school whatever it is um so that's public school events. There's also city events. So in our area, there's always some kind of something going on on the weekend. Once again, you go to different cities, you know, you go to your city's website and a lot of times they have an event calendar and you can contact the event coordinator or they'll have a vendor, a vendor uh, application form that you can go uh, pull and um sign up for a lot of times it's like a $50 fee, maybe a hundred dollars fee. And you do the same kind of thing as you did at the school carnival where you set up a table, the prize wheel, all of that. And again, you want to try 
if possible, to couple that together with your own event. If not, you're just trying to schedule demos or at least get the lead capture that you can then start to nurture that lead. Um, I know I'm going through a lot of this fast, but I want to cover as much ground as possible. Um, so philanthropic events. So we also hold um, food drives and we'll then uh, push that out to um, our community via Nextdoor or Facebook or Instagram, um, you know, emails to our contact list and just say, hey, we're having a food drive. We, you know, uh, for this charity, there's like the food banks around here. There's also a, a local charity that we do this for. Um, there's also blood drives. Uh, we partner with Carter Blood Care every single year. We do a blood drive. And so that big Carter Blood Care van uh, bus is parked in our parking lot. And, you know, we market to our students, but they also market it to the neighborhood and say it's going to be at 360 Jiu Jitsu on this day. And then we blast that out on social media so that people know. Now, beyond just a way for us to, you know, possibly, again, general marketing purposes, you know, school awareness, you know, it's community goodwill. And it's always good to give back, even if you don't expect a direct return on that, it's still, you know, putting good karma out there. And people see that and they associate your school with doing something good for the community. So doing community things like that you know you could go and um you know volunteer as a school to pick up trash uh, in the neighborhood or clean up um, a local pond or something like that uh, those are things that we do as well um, building community goodwill in the long term you like some of these things can be immediate but it's also you're thinking long term as well you want to build a relationship with your community you've got to go to where your community is so they're at public schools they're at um public events and get them to know who you are we have like that uh, we're talking about the public event we have flight of the monarchs in here where they release all these butterflies we'll put up a table there get to know people again um it's a great way to kind of build that relationship and it goes a long way in the long run, especially if you're looking to build a long-term sustainable academy. Um, I hope all of that makes sense. Uh, feel free to, you know, um, post in the chat if you uh, have any questions about that. Um, Google business page. This is something that I think a lot of us know, uh, but we don't utilize to its uh, fullest degree. You should have your business registered on uh, Google. If you haven't, go right now and register your business on Google. Uh, they'll send you a postcard. You'll put this number in to verify that you're, you are the owner of that business. But then you need to make sure and post updates. If you Google your own business, um, I'm assuming you'll probably have a Gmail account because it will require you to have one, even if you don't use it all the time or for your regular email, 
having a Gmail account that you can use that's tied to your business, then you can log into your business. And if you, if you Google your business and then you'll see your listing on the sidebar, you scroll down and it'll say update, like post update. And this is almost like a, uh, a post in social media. So you can write a little something add always add a pic or two multiple pics maybe even a short video something like that of, of people training or laughing or having a good time or an event you did um, and then make a little post on it and then it has an option to create a button and that button you can then put a link to your website or to your lead capture form on your website which you should have on your website something that says try a class, free trial, learn more, uh, contact us, something like that that pulls up a form that then they can fill out. Um, so you can link straight to that or you can just link to your homepage on your website. Um, so there's different options of those buttons, but those are great. Every time I post an update, I always get a lead within or two within the next couple of days that go to my website, fill out a form and request more information. Uh, also what that does is that starts to push you up in the Google algor algorithm. So this, these are free things that you can do to get your business pushed up in the algorithm. Cause if they, they see that you're using the tools that they have, you're utilizing their, um, their listings that pushes you up and you kind of start to rise above maybe other martial arts schools, uh, in your area. Uh, so additionally, so you can post updates, but you can also just add pictures. So always adding pictures on a regular basis, taking pictures of people training, people smiling, kids all hugged up together, thumbs up, uh, adults training, whatever it is, something that captures the atmosphere and the culture at your school. Those are, again, general marketing ways to create more awareness, but also pushes you up in the, in the search algorithm. On your website, actually, let me back up. Before I talk about the website, the same way that you're using Google Business, you can also uh, do that with Yelp. I don't use Yelp as much, um, but uh, I have in the past and other social media as well, Facebook, Instagram, those are less important. Now, Facebook, a little bit more because it's becoming more of kind of a local thing where um, people are asking you might you might be a part of a group and, uh, you know, like there's like Grand Prairie talk and people ask about jujitsu classes. And I usually don't respond to it. I'll have my wife or I have one of my students respond if somebody's asking for, hey, I want to put my kids in martial arts. And that way I don't look like I'm, you know, uh, you know, I just, I don't want it to look like I'm trying too hard, but if you have other people that are willing to stick their neck out for you and recommend you, that goes a lot, a lot further with those pers with those people, because most people go off a of recommendation. So social media, again, you can, you know, post pics, post updates, um, and that will, again, help you in in some of those general marketing purposes some of that stuff you should probably already know um but your website um you know whenever you build your website 
you need to sprinkle in keywords that uh, people would search for, not just jujitsu, because some people are unfamiliar with jujitsu. I know it's hard to believe, um, but if, if jujitsu is your your uh, the type of discipline, the type of style that you teach, or if it's kickboxing, or if it's mixed martial arts, or if it's karate, you know, sprinkle in some of the other arts as well that somebody may may, may search for into your website even maybe creating a blog even if you don't expect many people to read it they are that attaches to your search engine optimization so you could have a blog and talk about the differences between karate and jujitsu or uh the difference between quick kickboxing and jujitsu or x y and z and you could do all of these and now you're just and you're using those words a lot so that you know martial arts and you know some of those general terms and now it's attaching your website to these keywords that people search for and you're much more likely to come up first um, or at least higher up in the search um, so that's why blogs are important even if you're not expecting like a huge readership it's more about attaching keywords to your website and same thing kind of going back to just for a moment your Google business page, whenever you set that up, you should be putting in some of those keywords that somebody may search for, you know, confidence building, uh, confidence, you know, build confidence for my kids, martial arts, um, you know, karate, taekwondo, jujitsu, boxing, kickboxing, sports, fitness, all those main keywords that people would search for. Um, and then once you start to do all this, you're going to start to get leads um you may not get a bunch right off the bat but you will start to get more leads if you're doing all these things law of averages says that eventually there are going to be people that that respond to your marketing efforts and then once you have those leads you got to have a way to respond in a timely and efficient manner calling emailing is great but I find that texting is the most effective. So I'll text, you know, lead comes in. I give it a little bit of time so it doesn't seem like it's artificial intelligence, just, you know, like a, a chat bot that's responding to them or some kind of automated message. So I'll wait a little bit and then I will respond to them. Not too long, but not too soon so that it seems real. Uh, maybe an hour or two, maybe 45 minutes or whenever your schedule allows in a timely manner to respond to that person. I usually send them a message, personalized, a text message. We use a, a cell phone for our school and I'll send them a text message. Introduction, hi, or good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever it is. Introduce myself or one of my staff will do it. And say, you know, this is so-and-so from uh, 360 Jiu-Jitsu. Thanks for contacting us. Uh, is there a good time uh, to talk uh, or discuss the classes for your child, for yourself, um, whatever it is, and or give them times that they can, hey, can I give you a call in an hour or will an hour work or give them options to choose from? to schedule a call that you can then talk to them more, learn more about what they're looking for, uh, why they're interested in classes with you. 
and obviously book them for their their trial their intro class whatever it is that you are um, doing there so those are some really simple and inexpensive ways for you to um, market your school uh, there are obviously more ways but those are some of the ways that are I've found most effective for marketing kids classes. Uh, what I'm going to do is uh, I'm going to put a link in the show notes uh, for the places that I buy stickers that, you know, if we, if you do flyers, um, another thing that we've done in the past is, is going uh, tag houses, which is very time consuming and doesn't give as much, um, you know, return on investment of time and money, but it can be done. Um, but you could also put flyers out at local businesses that people can then pick up. You can maybe even tag cars in, you know, different shopping centers, things like that. So, um, I will link to the places that we get our yard signs, the, places where I get my stickers. Um, I tried to find the most cost-effective, you know, quality and cost. So best bang for your buck, really. Um, so I'm going to put all those in retractable banners that you can then use um, at your booths, uh, the prize wheel, uh, yard signs, the marketing flyers or cards and the stickers. I'll put links to the places that I purchased all of those things in the show notes, as well as, um, I'd also, I'm also creating a, a group and this is completely free. Uh, I want to learn more from other school owners as well, because there may be something in here that, um, that you do that maybe I haven't thought of, or maybe you have some additional, ideas that could help other school owners um so yeah, i was i was saying earlier that i haven't really come up with a name for this podcast because i'm just starting it um but i do have a name for the group and maybe we'll just call it the same as the group it's a uh, rising tide and it comes from the um that old saying a rising tide lifts all boats and i think and I believe that there's enough people out there for all of us. Um, you may be listening to this. You may be a part of this. And and you could be down the road from me. And there's enough people in our area. I, we can only serve so many. And so instead of feeling like competition with one another, I think that we can help each other out and really um, try to do the very best we can for the people that we serve. and the people that we teach. And so helping each other build a, a sustainable school that people want to come to, that's community and family oriented, um, that goes a long way. And I hope that I can learn from you. I hope that you have learned something today. And um, I really appreciate your time. And uh, I look forward to doing this again. My uh, Next episode is going to be on how to manage kids' classes. Um, so how to enjoy them, how in detail, how we 
manage very large kids classes because we could have as many as 60 kids in a class at any given time and only have four instructors at the most. Um, we'll talk about all the things that we do and we've learned over the years to um, not only manage it, but enjoy it at the same time and look forward to, to teaching kids classes every day. So um, if you like this, uh, you're watching on YouTube, you know, please like it, maybe even share it. Um, but thanks again for your time. And I look forward to um, the next one. Thanks. Bye-bye.